0: Hello and welcome to a holiday edition of the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. I'm Travis Hines. He's Randy Peterson coming to you in the, uh, I don't know, is this a mid-December lull in the college sports schedule, especially with Iowa State football still being 11 days away from its Liberty Bowl matchup against memphis and both the men's and women's basketball programs uh taking their bye game beat downs of late december not a whole lot going on randy enough to talk about hopefully for the next half hour but kind of uh the calm here before the storm of the bowl game on the 29th and then the opening of big 12 play in january for both the men's and women's basketball programs
1: yeah no exactly and um you Mentioned holiday and that just reminded me. We're having our we're having our Christmas tonight. So because I won't be around for Christmas. So that did just reminded me. I've forgotten all about that. I guess I better go shopping. Um and real quickly in the next hour or so. Gift cards um, are your friend. Huh? Gift cards are your friend. <laughs> exactly. And, and and in that respect, Target is is my friend because Target has gift, gift cards for everybody. Um, so absolutely. But uh, anyway, um and I haven't got your present yet either. Um, but it's a, it'll be in the mail, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it it's 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 a law and it's good. Um, but I don't know, you know it's a law for us right now, but as far as as far as football is concerned, they're they're going for full bore. Um, they're they're not practicing every day. They may be practicing every third day for now, every other day right now but uh um I I last night after I got done covering Iowa State um basketball I I I, I peeked up at the up at the uh, this was probably 8 30 or so I peeked up at uh up at the um the football complex and every light in the building was on the, the and I then that that got me more curious as so I drove by and there were every parking space was was full so and yes I know yesterday was a huge um um, visit day for recruits. Um, and all the coaches are back off the road. so um, yeah, the, the, at least the football coaches aren't aren't slacking and and um it's not slow for them and nor is it for for the basketball coaches, which I would state contributed to my yesterday, both men and women contributed to my um, um non-conference scheduling fatigue. Right now, that that I'm going through, I, it, I find it hard to get excited about about teams that are in the high two hundreds, in the three hundreds, as far as the net are concerned, and that's not just the men, but but also with the women. But uh, um, I guess when it's NCAA bases, it's stuff on a lot of it's stuff on who makes a tournament on wins, a win's a win. Um, just don't lose, just don't, don't lose those games. So yeah, it'll be kicking up here here shortly. um again, um national signing day is 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 uh Wednesday, so this is a big one now. um the November one is just kind of the afterthought. So I would say it'll have a big haul there too, so it'll start picking back up later in the week.
0: yeah, we met with Matt Campbell for the first time since the season ended last week. <clears throat> Not a lot of news there. I think the the thing we'll be waiting to hear will be. About opt-outs, I think we might hear on Wednesday. I mean, they might try to hold that close, closer to the bowl game. But I think with in this day and age, with agents involved, and uh, you know, it's hard to keep these things secret up until till game day. But I think the guy we'll all be waiting on is TJ Tampa, the Iowa State cornerback who projects as I don't know—is it fair to say potential first-round pick? You know, certainly, yes. You know, first, second, third, somewhere in there, pretty high. Um, I would imagine, like just based off that, that this would put you pretty close into that Brees Hall territory, where Brees did opt out of the 2021 Cheezel poll. Obviously, different positions uh, at running back and cornerback, but I would think, given how highly regarded TJ Tampa is, it's going to be hard for him to justify playing in this game. I would think. I don't have any inside info on that, but we're we're seeing more and more guys in that you know fringe first, second round range just deciding that playing in a game like the Liberty Bowl, a lot of risk, not necessarily a whole ton of reward.
1: You know, yeah, I I, I agree with you, Trev. It's um uh, I I think I'm I can speak for both of us here. We'll be more surprised if he plays than if he than if he doesn't play. Um football's become so much bigger, you know, players have become bigger, stronger, faster. It's it's more, it's a hell of a lot more of a violent sport today than than it than it was. Um so and TJ Tampa has nothing to gain by playing other than, you know, being around the camaraderie of the, of the locker room one more time. But uh, um, I, my guess is that, is that, is that he's going to opt out because you're right. He'll, he, he'll be at least I'm guessing he'll go in in at least the first two rounds. That's, that's my, that's my guess. I mean, any, any shit, he's had a wonderful career, a wonderful season. Um, you know, and, and, and good luck to him last year. Whenever, um uh, 2021, you were talking about the opt-outs at the cheese at bowl. I'm not, when did we find out officially about opt-outs? I guess we knew breeze <clears throat> beforehand. Um, yeah, Mike Rose was until the day of the game. Yeah. And I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that wasn't the, yeah, that was the day of the game. We knew breeze beforehand because there was so much, um, um, There was was zero uncertainty there. And Campbell kind of said something to us Thursday, or whatever day that Thursday, that he he has said in the past that if a player is, you know, going to be first or second or third round draft choice, first or second round draft choice, I'm I'm putting those words into his mouth. But if a player has a definite shot of being a good NFL draft draft choice and he's not going to dissuade them from from um opting out he's not going to do that he knows there's too much to risk so and he, i think he even added the point that that if if the player whoever you know name a player if they want to play he said he's he'll even tell them that it's probably in your best interest not to play so i respect campbell for that i i, I do like in this like you said in the in, the, in this day and age um that of the, of the opt out. So I, I, I respect him for that. So I would be, I would be surprised if, if, if TJ plays as far as, as far as anybody else, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know what's out there to gain. Um, I'm guessing, and this is just me guessing that anybody that was going into the portal would already be in the portal because um, players are already starting to go somewhere to 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 get to to commit to to, to get offers and and to accept those offers. Cartavius Norton, for example, a couple of days ago accepted offer to go to Charlotte, um, which brings up a whole nother story, but but um that's probably for another day about who has improved himself from Iowa State in the portal. Um but I I mean, I I'm let me just circle back to what I was saying. I'm guessing that anybody that this is just a guess that was gonna that was thinking about transferring would already be um, in the portal. So, so right now I'm just, I'm just thinking that TJ is going to be the only um, opt out and we may find out Wednesday. We may find out as it gets closer to the bowl game, Campbell still may be trying to keep that from, from Memphis, but, the, but everybody knows that I don't think the Memphis coaches are preparing for here's how you game uh, plan scheming around. against TJ Tampa. Yeah. Here's how you game plan around whether TJ Tampa
0: yeah, exactly. Out. if he I plays don't, don't throw it that... to the other side if he doesn't yeah, throw exactly. it at that guy. They like, the other
1: side the right it, anyway. Yeah, like that, that's the game plan. If yeah, he's on I, the field, just, don't
0: throw it at him. If he's yeah. not on
1: the field, throw it over there. Yeah, game. I don't I don't think I don't think that's that's a factor, but I know how Campbell works too. Uh, how how he operates. But uh um yeah I'm guessing that, that conversation's already been already been had the decision's been made and now like you said maybe we'll get it Wednesday. maybe we won't
0: yeah and again I just think With the way college football is right now, and with the money involved as a first or second round pick, it just the the scales tip pretty hard. And again, like it's not just TJ Tampa too, in terms of who needs to be careful about these kind of decisions. Because as Campbell said, sometimes you have to step in and say it's not in your best interest. Because a you know sometimes it's in the best interest, and I you know you take Campbell and his program at its word that they're in it for. Giving the kid the best information that they can get, but also selfishly for them, if a kid who like conventional wisdom in twenty late twenty twenty three says shouldn't play or the risk risk far outweighs the reward, if he does go out and play in that game, and he plays poorly, and it affects his draft stock, or God forbid, gets hurt. Like that comes back to the program. Like why did they let that kid play? Why didn't you know? Why did they push that kid toward playing? Even if that's not the truth that will be used against them that, you know, they're not thinking about the player. They're not, you know, watching out for his best interest. And that's where you got, things can get tricky, I think. But I, I would imagine in this situation, both sides are pretty well aligned on what ultimately is going to happen here. But you never know. You never know. Uh, we're still, what, 11 days away from the game. Uh, a lot can change. But I, I think TJ Tampa is probably the only guy that we're, we're wondering about. And to your point about the transfer portal, you know, you, you still see a decent trickle of guys entering the transfer portal. You know, I saw uh, a five-star U- USC kid corner went into the portal today. So, like, it's still happening. High-profile guys are still happening. But, you know, the tampering rules are essentially unenforceable. The big money from yeah. collectives and NAL tends to rush in. That doesn't mean it goes away the later you go. But, you know, to some degree, these collectives in the NIL, they're they're dealing with salary caps where, you know, the first act gets the biggest chunk and then you're kind of fighting over what's left. That's not always the case. And obviously with, you know, 65 plus power five or power four collectives, you know, the one size does not fit (laughs) all, but that is the conventional wisdom that if this was going to be financially motivated, that you probably would have acted upon that already.
1: Yeah, and and let's not kid ourselves. I I I would suspect there are a couple, maybe I don't know how many. I not many, but some less than five Iowa State player football players that have that have offers on the table from other schools out there right now. Um, And I'm guessing that if they if they if they stay, then I'm not saying Iowa State. I'm not saying. Name, image, and likeness entities with Iowa State athletes in mind have have matched or even surpassed. But I'm saying that that they've they've become involved. Um, I don't I don't know who's been offered money. I'm not even going to speculate. But I'm guessing that that it has that it has happened. I think anybody would be naive to think that, that it hasn't happened. Um. I guess, you know, we'll just have to wait and see how that, how that plays out. Um, it's too bad. There's not a, there's not a, um, I, there is a cutoff date. I wish the cutoff date was, was earlier, but, uh, um, it's not, but, and, and let's, let's face it the NIL stuff and the transfer portal, all that stuff. It's still, they're still trying to define itself. It, it's there. it changes daily. Um, um, you know it, it, so i i i i almost stop reading that legislation stuff because i it, it wants wake me up pinch me wake me up when it's the the final the final say about something from legislation wise and and uh i'll uh, I'll read that but before there it it makes your head spin
0: have you been watching schoolhouse rock recently to yeah. rush on how a, a bill becomes law
1: yeah yeah exactly but uh you know i don't know um, but anyway, we got basketball going in there. That's going pretty good. So um, there's something to keep us occupied for a few days at least.
0: Iowa State Memphis in the Liberty Bowl, December 29th.
1: Randy will be
0: in Memphis for that game. I'll be back in Des Moines me- monitoring things from afar. When we come back, we'll be talking about Iowa State men's and women's basketball, both of whom were part of yesterday's doubleheader wins at Hilton Coliseum. This is the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. Welcome back to the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. Spent the first segment talking Iowa State football and the Liberty Bowl against Memphis later this month and the potential for Iowa State Opt outs, most notably TJ Tampa. If you miss any of that, be sure to check out the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. We're going to switch gears now, talk some hoops, starting with the Iowa State women's basketball program, which won 105 68 yesterday over Troy. But the uh, news of the day was the return the day, the 23 24 debut of Emily Ryan playing nine, game, nine minutes, excuse me. Uh, going one of two from the floor, zero for one from three, three of three from the line with four rebounds and two assists. Um, after uh, sitting out the beginning of the season, Randy, what uh, you were there Saturday for, or excuse me, Sunday for the game? Give us your impressions of Emily Ryan's debut.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I, I was I was happy for for her. Um, it's more important for her. her to get back on the, on the floor than it is for the Iowa state program. Although she's the best player on the team or one of the top two or three best players on the team. Um, it's still important for her to get back out there. And I did talk to her after the game last, uh, whatever it was yesterday. And I didn't, I, I, you know, after I, after 10 minutes of talking about just what it's like to be back and the, the standing ovation that she got, which was really, really kind of heartwarming, um, Iowa State fans are, are showed and once again, proved how knowledgeable they are because they know that, that Emily Ryan has been going through some stuff. Um, that's, you know, it's, that's public. And, and so I asked her one of the, as we were wrapping up our, our conversation outside the locker room, I did ask her, I said, do you want to go into why you hadn't, you hadn't played since, you know, the last, the, the, uh, Facing Toledo last year in the NCAA tournament, which was I was I was at lost that game. And and she respectively respectively said, no, um, not at this time. She's not ready to talk about that. And I said, that's fine. I was not going to press her. Um, this was a long season, a long season for that. But uh, no, I'm not going to impress. I'm not going to, um, um, you know, try to get that out right now. It'll come out if she wants it to come out. Um, which is which is that's that's her prerogative but it certainly provides she provides a lift to the team um, it was it was finally broke up a little bit I noticed him on the sidelines he broke up a little bit when the, the standing ovation um, from the crowd um, I, I I looked around in the crowd and you know where we sit now we sit up in the rafters not rafters but we're sitting up in the concourse levels now but look around and there were there were people that were that were getting emotional about it. so um it was it was kind of it was it was kind of a a, a a heartwarming day in in that respect and the you know however well Audie, you know the freshman Audie Brooks, Addie Brown, um you know however, you know, they played well, but but that was whatever they could have scored forty points and it wouldn't have been it would not have overshadowed. Emily Ryan's nine minutes, because that was really significant. And and finally after the game said that it was they're on it's a it's everything with her has been everything with Emily has been pretty scheduled from um you know from the the Iowa State's um medical team, I guess that's what you call it. I don't I don't know exactly what the right phraseology is for it, but everything's been scheduled. Um it was it was scheduled, I mean that if everything was went well, that that yesterday she would play play right around 10 minutes Well, she played nine. She came in with three something left in the first quarter and played through the first part of the uh, most of the most of the second quarter and then did not play in the, in the, in the second half, which was, which was fine. She got her feet wet. She was out there. Um, is she 100% back to, to the Emily Ryan that we knew that we, you know, we knew that started every game, every game of her career that she's played. She started 90, what was it? 93 of 95 career games she started since her freshman year. Um, is she back to being the Emily, Emily Ryan we knew last year that was helping Iowa State win the big 12 conference tournament? No, but, um, I suspect that if, that if, if everything keeps going on schedule, well, that, that. She'll be that. She'll be that, and the, and the team needs her because it's such a it's such a young team. So that was the highlight of of both days for me, or both both games for me. I mean, I, I don't nothing really sticks out. The men's game, Tame Lipsey made shots. Um, I think he had a career best five three pointers, um, something something like that. But uh, and that and that was cool. And once again, as you wrote about a while back, that that diligence that he put into um, shooting. All summer that that's helped and it's paid off, and it certainly paid off against maybe the worst team they played this year.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's uh, on the men's there's side. There's my shot. <laughs> there, things are going to remain quiet. I think they've got what Eastern Illinois on uh, Thursday, some directional school, uh, New Hampshire on New Year's Eve, and then at Oklahoma on January 6th. I, I think, again, as long as there's not a catastrophe as long as there's not an injury for these uh, last few games before the start of the new year for the Iowa state men, not going to get a lot out of those games. There's just not much you can get from those games. Dad, not- let me interrupt for a second. I,
1: I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm going through non-conference scheduling fatigue. Are you, I mean, I, I, these, I mean, it's almost like you go into these games, and you, you know what the score is going to be and you almost don't get it while they're playing them. What What are your thoughts on that? Real yeah, quick. I, mean, I think it's
0: bad for this. The only thing it's good for is the, the gate receipts for Iowa State, you know that sell it. even if guy, people don't show up, they they bought their season tickets. Uh, that it's good for Florida A and M's athletic department. Budget. Dude, and they played Iowa on just a day before too. Got drilled. Yeah, but for fans, for TV, for the sport of college basketball, it's it's no good. I mean, it, like again, you're basically, you know, nobody pays attention to the sport for the first half plus of the season. That, that's usually not yeah. a good sign, and. The scheduling is part of it. It's definitely not all of it. it. Might not even be the majority of it, but it ain't helping. And like the problem's not Iowa State. It's not individual right. programs. It's the incentive structure of getting into the NCAA tournament. The, in- the financial incentive structure, TV incentive structure. That this is the way it is, unless somebody changes that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, but it but it ain't changing if nothing changes, and I don't anticipate it changing anytime soon. So we're kind of stuck with it the way it is. And, you know, maybe to some degree, it's not the worst thing. Like, do you want to be playing super high profile games at this time of year when you've got bowl games, you've got NBA Christmas Day, which, you know, takes a lot of oxygen and you've got the NFL's, you know, March to the playoffs, you know, whatever you could be playing Kentucky, Kansas, you know, best of seven between now and January one. And you're probably not getting a You're not breaking through in the way that you probably want to, but certainly, you know, if they made me commissioner of college basketball tomorrow,
1: the this would be something that I would address. But I, I am not. Why don't you start out being commissioner of the Big Twelve? Why don't you start out being commissioner of the Big Twelve and have Iowa State play at Kansas and have a football schedule out right now? I think we should
0: talk. I think we should talk about that on Thursday when we do our live (laughs) stream because we're out of time here on the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460. KXNL, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.